0: Hello everyone, we are back again. I'm uh, just going to warn you, we have like a bunch of 15-minute presentations in a row and they are hard to uh, keep on schedule, so we're going to get a little behind, but we will make it up later on. Um, so jumping right into it, uh, Karen Roy from Ar- Argillian Group, did I say that right, Karen? Argillian. Argillian. Uh, talking about disseminating CE data communications and publications planning for the CE community. I'm going to turn it over to you, Karen, and take it away.
1: Great. Uh, First of all, I'd just like to say congratulations, Derek. You've done a great job putting this program together over the two days, and I look forward to catching up with all the presentations in the archive. Thank you. Um, But So the first thing I would like to mention is is, is who is this presentation uh, designed for or aimed at? Uh, Over the years in CME, I've noticed that perhaps we don't embrace the opportunity for publications, publications of our data, our outcomes data, our needs assessment data, perhaps as often as we could. Um, So this talk is really aimed at organizations who have not published as yet. Perhaps you didn't think your activities yielded the quality of the data that would be accepted for a publication or they weren't robust or, or and often protocol or outcomes analysis. So I'd like to open your eyes to some options for you there. Um, Perhaps uh, some organizations think of an outcomes report as the endpoint of their uh, educational activities and I think we really have an obligation to be sharing our data uh, with the wider community. So we move on to the first slide and just talking about how we can leverage data uh, first off. So really it's all about the value of CME and showing the impact of what we can do and I would just like to take a second to make it clear that when I'm talking about publications here I'm not talking about everyone aiming to get a peer-reviewed manuscript in the New England Journal of Medicine Our, not everybody's activities are going to facilitate that kind of uh, publication opportunity but think of everything from perhaps a newsletter or a press release moving into articles in our CE communities, literature, uh, abstracts at medical or educational meetings, all the way up to peer-reviewed manuscripts, because there's a continuum of publication opportunities there that we can strive to engage with. So over the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to take you through a quick sort of 10 top tips for thinking about publications planning if this is something that's new to your organization. But first of all, we need to start with a plan. So what have we got to share? Who needs to hear this? Why is it important? And how do we reach that audience? So if we're at the point where let's assume that your educational activity has been successful and you've got some really good data to share, how do you start with that process? So tip number one, really even before we get into the publication itself is if your organization is commercially supported, and you believe you need uh, funding to support your publication's efforts, please include that in your commercial support grant request up front. Now, this is a little controversial, so let's get it out of the way first off. Some commercial supporters believe that it's the responsibility of the provider to report on their own programs. Some will believe that it's appropriate to cover the cost of disseminating this data because it adds to the value of the activity and again, shares the impact of our educational programming support to a wider audience. But the key thing is that a funding request needs to be included up front. Prior to the activity uh, being executed because after completion, once the data is available, it's very hard from a compliance perspective for a commercial support to give you additional funding to uh, facilitate that publications process. So really think about this right up front when you're planning your activity and the budget that you're going to need to support everything you want to do. Moving on to top tip number two, developing your core message. Now, you may be lucky enough that you're spoiled for choice. So spend some time reviewing your data, analyzing the data, and select themes or findings for review. Think about what is important about your activity and what you would like to share. There may be multiple messages, as I said. There may be messages that you want to share with the educational community or instructional design community. There may be messages you want to share uh, with the medical community. So think about what is special about your activity. Is it innovative design? Innovative technology that you want to talk about? Is it the outcomes data that are the most exciting and relevant? Uh, What new insights did you learn about the learner community that you're supporting? And who uh, needs to hear about that again? So, following on from that, tip number three is about matching your publication type and data with the right audience. So if we think about your audience for a second, what do they care about the most? And who do you want to influence? And then start thinking about the magnitude of the data that you've got, the kinds of data sets that you have to share, and match the publication type with that. So again, to what I mentioned earlier on, do you have enough to support a peer-reviewed manuscript? or If it's a one-off activity, perhaps it would be suitable for a poster presentation at a meeting. But again, thinking about the audience. Where do they hang out? What meetings do they attend? What journals do they read? What magazines do they read? Perhaps social media provides an opportunity to share some data. But really think about the, the relevant audience. Oftentimes in CME, we're bringing specialist topics to a primary care community. So again, there may be the opportunity to present data at a specialist community to educate them on how they may interact with their uh, general referring clinician colleagues, and for the primary care community to learn about how they can benefit from the specialist input too. Hey Karen, uh,
0: quick question Tip- for you. Mm-hmm. Um, someone's asking about how involved, if at all, should activity faculty be in the development and review of a publication based on a specific activity or initiative?
1: Okay, well, we're coming up to that very soon, so all all right. park that for now and listen out for tip number five. Um, we already talked about appropriate venues, but again, I really want to emphasize this. It's like in terms of how you're going to present your data. Would it be valuable to have a live, interactive presentation so you can get a lot of dialogue, or do you want to share something flat, a poster? Maybe as a first-off experience, a poster presentation is a safer opportunity um, because it's a little bit more passive and uh, it will teach you the process and how to engage. So getting into execution, and here's where we're really going to talk about faculty um, in more detail. So when you're executing your clinical uh, publications plan think about, you know, the the skills and the resources we need. Can we do this? Who can help and, and what do we need? So straight off the bat, tip number five, involve your faculty and authors from the beginning. And actually I would suggest that this isn't just a recommendation, I think it's absolutely crucial for a successful publication plan. If you think about it, the faculty that we work with in CME are the top in their field. They're probably Uh, well, most of them will be extremely well-published. They may also be on editorial boards for various journals. They know how to do this. Publication Stream is the currency of academia, so they can really work with you and give you some insights to the data that you have and how interesting this may be to the community that you serve. And they will readily advise on this in, in, in my experience. It's also very important from authorship and publication planning, and I'll come on uh, compliance, and I'll come on to that um, in a second. After we talk for a little bit about, uh, in number six, just learning a little bit more about the publications, journal meetings that you're targeting. I've heard from a lot of CME providers that perhaps they've tried to get things uh, published and it's been rejected for a number of reasons. The most common reason uh, for, for journal rejections uh, I've read in some recent reviews is administrative errors. So the first thing I would say is have a look at the publication you're targeting, look at the editorial guidelines and make sure that you comply with them. If they have issues about transparency and disclosure about funding, make sure that you share that information. Make sure that you abide to their style guides, etc. because you don't want to get rejected and that of the opportunity to share your highly relevant data for an administrative error. But also, go to the meetings. Uh, you're probably running at symposia and events at the meetings that your learners attend. Walk through the poster halls. Have a look at the kinds of things that are represented there. Do they have an education category in their program that you can submit your education to? So a little bit of time investigating the most appropriate avenues and discussing this with your authors and faculty may save you some time down the road. Now number seven, I would really encourage us all to think about the skills and resources required. Specifically for peer-reviewed manuscripts, for peer-reviewed publications, we will need to have very robust analysis and interpretation of our data. So make sure you have those skill sets in-house or if not, reach out to our colleagues in the CME community who can do that for you. If you need the input of statistical analysis, there are a number of experts and outcomes that could help you with that. Rely on your faculty first and foremost for clinical interpretation and make sure that what you're sharing in your conclusions and findings is relevant for the uh, learner community, for the medical community that you may be exposing to your, to your information. And one thing that I think is often overlooked is that I think the writing skills needed to write manuscripts is perhaps a little bit different from some of the core writing skill sets that a lot of us have in the CMU world where we're more experienced at maybe putting slide decks together, writing manuscripts, writing voiceover scripts and sharing information in different ways. So think about the writing skills that you have in your organization and if you need to reach out to a medical writer to um, get them to help you be able to, to, to write a, a manuscript for a submission then do that because if think again it will increase the efficiency of the process so number eight, I want to talk about compliance for a second excuse me, compliance always makes my mouth a little dry <laughs> so really ensure you have compliance with the IC MJE criteria. This is the um, International Committee of Medical Journal Editors. And they revised their criteria for authorship um, in August of last year. And the next slide just uh, summarizes the criteria there and this is where really the, the involvement of the faculty is, is critical from the outset because if you want to have your faculty named as an author in your publication and I would suggest for medically for medical community targeted publications that, that would be something uh, to consider then they really need to be involved from the beginning from the design of your activity or at least the design of your analysis plan all the way through to reviewing the publication uh, and the four criteria are stated here, so again, substantial contribution to the conception or design of the work. So if you, when you're having com- uh, faculty committee meetings, ensure that you're talking to them about what you're trying to achieve the design of your activity and, and get their blessing from the outset. They should be involved in either drafting the publication or revising it for critically important content so it's not as simple as saying hey we want to submit this to a meeting or to a journal do you mind if if we put your name on it and can you you um, help us out that way they really need to attest to the fact that they've been involved they need to approve the final publication version and then number four is the recently added fourth criteria from August of last year agreement to be accountable for all aspects of the work in ensuring that questions related to the accuracy or integrity of any part of the work are appropriately investigated and resolved. So again that speaks to getting them intimately involved in what you're doing so that they can defend this work if they are presenting it on your behalf or if they're a primary or secondary author in a publication and they um, are presented with some questions. So I hope that answered the uh, viewers question on um, faculty involvement i would be happy to talk to anyone about that in more detail but again I would just say involve them from the beginning and all the way through and I really think they can add a lot of value to this process tip number nine I would like to say let's make publications planning a continuous part of your program in my time as a commercial supporter I was very more impressed by academic or accredited providers who came with a track record of publishing their their findings. And again I'm saying this doesn't have to be a manuscript, it could be an abstract or a poster at a meeting. I think it shows a commitment to the field and I also think it demonstrates a research type of discipline which is an evolving criteria for survival of accredited providers in the CME space. And number 10 Keep your commercial supporter informed. If you have received commercial support for for your CME activity, let them know what you're doing with your publications planning. Again, I think it can establish you as a leader in your field. It supports their internal CE advocacy efforts as well and can leverage the value of CME internally and also presents them with no surprises if they turn up to a medical meeting along with their colleagues and some data is presented on the therapeutic area and research that they have supported that they're aware of it. But I think all of our in-house CE colleagues in the industry space would be very enthusiastic about seeing a publication stream come from the CE activities that they choose to support because not only is it showing the impact it's also, through the peer review process, validating that what we're doing has merit and contributes to the field of uh, medical research. So there are my 10 top tips. Thank you for your time and attention.
0: That was great, Karen. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I, we have one or two questions, but i got to push on, because our next uh, presentation is running up against some time issues, nothing sure. according to you. So uh, we can address these uh, off air. Of course. And thanks a lot. Everyone will be back in about five minutes, hopefully less than that. See you all soon.